Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ramblers, let's get rambling. Show 518 of my podcast, The Whole Intelligent Rambling, right here on the Talk Show Network. I'm your host, Russ Hale. Got a terrific show lined up for you today. Now, keen listeners may notice a little difference in the show today. I had a horrible mishap with with my headset microphone thing, and it's dead at the time of this recording. It is done. So in the meantime, temporarily, for for this episode, anyway, I'm going back to using the old Victor Reader stream to record the show. I wanted to do this because we have a really, really busy show week coming up, and I really wanted to get something recorded for, for uh, the show today. So this is why it's happening. On the episode for this week, let's start things off with the movie Fist Fight, courtesy of Warner Brothers Home Entertainment on Blu-ray, where Ice Cube versus Charlie Day and a fight of the teachers, or they combat the profs. Then we go from fighting teachers to a fighting League of Women, sort of, with the 25th anniversary edition of A League of Their Own on Blu-ray, courtesy of Sony Home Entertainment. Starring Gina Davis, Tom Hanks, and Madonna, where we're low, there's no crying in baseball! Then we go from some women in uniform to a man who rarely ever is in a uniform, but he still gets the job done. It is, it is the Blu-ray review, courtesy of Paramount Home Video, of X: The Return of Xander Cage on Blu-ray, as Vin Diesel returns to a franchise most people kind of thought he forgot about. And I'm going to go from, from a, a superhero kind of spy gadgety dude to some Lego heroes of the brick kind, if that makes sense. For my book review of the Lego DC Comics Superheroes, The Awesome Guide, courtesy of DK Publishing. That's all on this episode of Ramble with Russell. And as I said, we've got a lot more planned this week. This is sort of part of my unofficial 11th year celebration of the show, because this month marks 11 years I have been doing this show. So uh, there is some special plans. There will be an episode of Extra later this week. And I'm going to tell you more about what that's going to entail at the end of the show. So a bit of a tease. But a very special guest is coming on this very podcast. So you want to keep listening and hear about that. So I'm going to take a little musical interlude right up the first review of the show. Our first Blu-ray review of the episode is Fist Fight, courtesy of Warner Brothers Home Entertainment. Now, this is, I, I guess, yeah, it's a comedy. 
Not much of an action, but it's a comedy. Starring uh, Charlie Day and, and Ice Cube as teachers. Now, Charlie Day plays Andy Campbell, and this uh, movie takes place on the last day of school before summer holidays. And Ice Cube is the teacher Strickland. Now, Charlie Day kind of plays Charlie Day. It's the same Charlie Day we see in Always Sunny in California. And, and Ice Cube plays Ice Cube, uh, a tough kind of no-nonsense teacher. Well, it's last day before summer before um, summer vacation, and through a series of unfortunate events, the the character of Andy, played by Charlie Day, kind of gets Ice Cube fired. And Ice Cube, in this one, who uh, plays Strickland, he's not, you know, he ain't Mr. Rogers. He's he's not a really, he's a very, uh, it's very low boiling point. And, and because of, because uh, of what happens, Ice Cube, essentially, this character chal- challenges Charlie Day character Andy to a fist fight at the end of school. So the whole movie, and Charlie Day's character Andy is basically trying to get out of this fist fight because physically they are not a match for each other whatsoever. And in typical Charlie Day, it's a usual high pitch kind of whiny voice. Now, this is a comedy in a lot of ways, very much like, um, I'm going to say, Animal House. I'm going to say that kind of rude, kind of crude humor. This is another classic movie, though. Even though there are kids in it, it's not necessarily for kids. And, and that's for sure. Running out the cast, we have Tracy Morgan as... I know it's a bad impression. As, as like, the school's kind of gym coach. And Julian Bell, who plays kind of like... And, of course, we last saw her workaholics. She kind of plays uh, the, 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 the um, school psychiatrist or counselor who who is is probably the most inappropriate counselor you can ever find so that that kind of rounds out the the cast of characters when it comes to your main cast uh you do a few other kind of um people in it but those are your 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 main people oh also in this one um as uh, superintendent johnson johnson is dennis dennis uh Haysburg. Yeah, my one of my wife's favorite actors is in this movie. It's a very low key role, but yeah, good old Dennis Haysbert, he's he's in this. Obviously, they threw him a bunch of money. Um, so that's really the only other really name that that kind of sticks out to me. Oh, also Dean Norris is in this one as Principal Tyler. Of course, we last on Dean Norris in Under the Dome. So you know, a fairly decent cast. But the movie, it's very juvenile. It's very R-rated. At one point in the movie, a couple of students are watching two topless women make out on, on, a, on a tablet. This is the kind of rude, crude stuff in here. It, it's very juvenile. It, 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 it's trying to make me laugh, but really, I didn't laugh. The, the whole movie works up to the fight. The fight is, is crazy. You would think after, like, the first little punch, the character of Andy would go, yeah, I, I'm just going to get my ass kicked. But he's he's persistent. So that's what it kind of leads up to. Ice Cube is his usual kind of scary, mean person, which he, he does very well. Uh, overall, it is what it is. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's a raunchy high school movie. Even the even the the French translation like combat the profs it's not that's not the translation of fist fight that's teachers uh, fighting teachers really that's <laughs> what what they translate to uh, for extras all you get are deleted scenes no 
behind-the-scenes commentary, no featurette, that is it. Overall, I mean, if, if, you, if you're not, you know, uh, offended really easily, then, then this is fine for you. If you are easily offended, I don't know, I'd maybe pick, like, Fast Times or Ridgemount High or, or some other kind of um, Breakfast Club, maybe, some other kind of high school movie. See, I'm dating myself when I say that. Uh, to, to really choose. Uh, it is what it is. It's rude and crude. Um, Charlie Day is Charlie Day. If you like him in Always in Sunny in Philadelphia, then there's more of him. Being a skinny, whitey, kind of complaining guy. It, you know, there there's more <laughs> that there. Um, it would have been nice to have some more extras. I, I hate these bare bone things. I mean, really... But if that's what you want, if you want to see Ice Cube beat the snot out of Charlie Day, bam, this movie is for you. There is a bit of an underdog kind of message to this in that, you know, you're kind of rooting for the this, this small skinny guy to actually win this fight, even though, you know, physically he doesn't have a chance in hell. Tracy uh, Morgan and Julian are in this, but... But you know their 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 characters are kind of limited and and not in it very long. Um, overall, it is what it is. It's it's a it's a crude high school movie. It, you know, it, it could be right really up there with American Pie. Really, that's close I can compare it to when it comes to uh, an R-rated high school movie. So that is my take. And and it's one of these movies where I don't think I'm the target demo this particular movie. I, I don't think guys, my no, I don't think I'm, I'm the, <laughs> the target. Maybe other, maybe some millennials would enjoy this more, but I, I don't think I'm the, the audience they're looking for. So that is my take of Fist Fight on Blu-ray, courtesy of the great folks at Warner Brothers Home Entertainment. Too 
folks at Sony Home Entertainment. Now, this is uh, one of those kind of classic baseball movies. I may have even seen this movie back in the day in a theater. I don't know for sure, but maybe I did. The story revolves around uh, the the first and probably only professional women's baseball league, which took place uh, from 1943 up until the early 1950s. This basically happened when, of course, World War II happened, and a lot of the the baseball players kind of got drafted to go fight the war, and it it basically shut down uh, Major League Baseball until the war was over. So in an effort to kind of keep 
things going and, and keep, you know, baseball happening, they, the, the people came up with the idea to say, you know, let's have an all-girls league while the men are at war fighting. So this is kind of the story of that and some of the players that played in it. Now, this is back in 1992, and a lot of the, the cast for this movie was pretty good. You had, you had upcomers like Lori Petty. Uh, early in her career, she plays um, uh, Kit Keller. She played uh, just very start in her career. She, and this is, I think, before Tank Girl, one of my favorite Lori Petty movies, if you ever watch. I saw Tank Girl, and that was so much fun in the theater. Uh, you also have uh, very early roles for Gina Davis, who played Dottie Henson, Kit's Kit's sister. You also have Madonna was in this movie as well, along with Rosie O'Donnell. Both of them had really just kind of started early on in their acting careers. Madonna really didn't go on to do a lot of movies. She did um, Dick Tracy, then of course Evita, and but she really didn't. Her acting career was very selective. She was busy in the acting in the nineties, but by the time I think shortly after Evita, she kind of moved away from acting. And then just concentrate on music. But for a short time, Madonna really wanted to do movies. But I guess that was just a phase. So we have that in this as well. A very young Tom Hanks as Jimmy Dugan. Although he doesn't show up, people, until like 30 plus minutes into the movie. The most of this movie is is Gina Davis uh, in it. And and then Lori Petty. That's, you also have a great little cameo. Who's, he's only in like the first little bit of it. Uh, John Lovitz as as like the uh, the scout. Very funny though. A lot of his stuff was ad libbed in the movie, which is kind of funny. Um, this movie was directed by Penny Marshall, of course, um, sister of Gary Marshall. Gary Marshall has a small role in this movie because, of course, the Marshalls are nothing but really fans of nepotism, and and they're always casting each other <laughs> in things that they do. So, no surprise there. As as drama drama goes, this is a nice little story. Now, as you know, Ramblers, I don't do a lot of drama dramas on this show. If you want me to review a lot of movies like Beaches and Wings, find another podcast. I, I don't strictly like drama dramas. But I always like baseball movies, and this one was one of those ones that kind of stood out in that it had a, a really good soundtrack, and it was kind of a nice little story to it and it's something novel like before this movie happened back in the 1990s i had no idea that there was a a female professional female baseball league in the 1940s i had no idea that that had happened so it was a real eye-opener in it uh for for extras in this one you do get a fair bit in in just a single disc release you do get um a uh in the uh, bentonville baseball and during legacy of league of their own this is a visit to the actual softball league at the Bentonville Film Festival with new interviews with, with Gina Davis and a lot of the other actresses that are in it. You also get a director and cast commentary, which is kind of nice. You get uh, nine memorable innings, a documentary featuring many of the cast and filmmakers. The music video from Madonna's Used to Be My Playground and a theatrical trailer. Now, one of the things I kind of noticed in the extras Although you see Gina Davis a lot and a lot of the other stars of the movie, including Laura Petty and even an old retro kind of thing of Tom Hanks, you don't see any, you don't see any, um, any behind the scenes stuff from Madonna. Rosie O'Donnell shows up in some of it, but nothing from Madonna. She didn't want to think, 
No behind-the-scenes footage. No reminiscing about this movie. It's like, she was like, one and done. Which is a shame. I would have liked to have seen the Material Girl's thoughts on making this movie. But she is very absent in in that. And and the, the um, Gina Tamas in this one thing, talks about the, 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 her and a bunch of the other stars coming back and, and doing events as, as the Peaches. But it's very curious in that these events that you do, the biggest star in this is Gina Davis. Both Rosie O'Donnell, Madonna, and Lori Petty do not take part in these kind of reunion things, which is like, oh, okay, just just Gina and the other stars that aren't as famous as her. Um, so, <laughs> I thought that was interesting. As drama drama goes, this is a nice story. And one of the things that I found really interesting, at the start of this movie, we see the, uh, the older version of, of the Dottie character, right? It, her, her older version kind of bookends the movie. She's at the start and she's at the end. And I, for the longest time, thought, cool, they've like taken Gina Davis and they've like aged her a bit with prosthetics because they're very good at that. And then they, they, they do that at the beginning and at the end of the movie as an older Dottie. I thought, that's, you know, I've always been impressed by that. And then I watched the extras and I find out that no, the woman you see, even though, though she has the voice of Gina Davis, is not Gina Davis. They, find, they found an actress that looks kind of like her, just a little bit, of, you know, an older version of Gina. And that's who they picked for that role. And what they did is they took Gina's voice and they lip-synced it into the actress. And Gina actually had to make sure she talked slower to match the lips of the older version of the character. So I'm thinking, wow, for all this time, I thought that was her. I thought that was Gina Davis just in, like, older makeup. But I'm going, no, no, that, that wasn't. That was somebody else. And that's... I gotta give them full credit for that, because I I was totally fooled after all these years. I thought that that's gotta be her, and no, the resemblance is striking. They they really did a good job finding somebody that visually, face wise, was like okay. If you age Gina Davis like forty plus years or more, then she could look like that woman. And putting Gina's voice into it, man, that. They had me fooled, so keep in mind when you watch that. Uh, overall, a, a pretty good release. A lot of good extras. I, I'm impressed. They did put commentary in this. Thank you. I, I don't think if you're going to make a commemorative edition of a movie, you should put commentary in it. That's like a no-brainer. Uh, so overall, that uh, is nice to hear from, from Gary Marshall, Penny Marshall. She's all over this. So the retro, the retrospective is really good. I'm just saying, it it lacked, uh, lacked certain stars like no Madonna talking about that. And I think that's you know they talk about Madonna in the movie and they talk about her relationship with Rosie and how how it really formed a real friendship there. But we don't hear from the Material Girl, so it's like really, really, you just all right. Overall, if you don't, if you haven't had a release of this before, it is a cute little baseball movie to pick up. Uh, there are some, there are some funny things, and it. it is a drama drama. So all you people out there, or there be explosions there to bat that explodes their danger and stuff. No, no, <laughs> you're looking for a big actiony movie. No, 
but but it is it is well done for a baseball movie and and it's it's a nice little chapter uh of history kind of dramatized out for you. So that is my take of A League of Their Own, the 25th anniversary edition on Blu-ray, courtesy of the great folks at Sony Home Entertainment. There's a man who leads a life of danger Everyone he meets, he stays a stranger Whatever move he makes, another chance it takes The odds are he won't live to see tomorrow A secret agent man, secret can hide an evil mind Oh, be careful what you say Or you'll give yourself away The odds are you won't live to see tomorrow Well, secret agent man Secret agent man They've given you a number And taken away Turn of Xander Cage, courtesy of the great folks at Paramount Home Entertainment. Now, this is the third in the Triple X movies, but only the second one for Vin Diesel. And you're saying, what? Uh, back in 2002 was the first Triple X movie starring Vin Diesel and um, good old Samuel L. Jackson. Then 2005 rolled around and they had Triple X Day of the Union. But gone was Xander Cage. He was presumed dead. 
at the end of the first movie. And and Ice Cube became the new Triple X, and but with Samuel L. Jackson back in it. Now, um, almost twelve years later, we have a a we return back to the franchise of of Triple X. Now, Triple X is kind of like James Bond on crack, where it's like you take all the gadgets, all the action of Bond. But you kind of give it like a street kind of urban edge, yo de yo, and 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 do that to it. So <laughs> this was the, the, this was the return of another franchise trying to get a reboot. Now, at the start of this movie, they 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 don't really explain. <laughs> they kind of gloss over what happened to Xander, other than he's back, and it, this is very much a typical Vin Diesel movie. Now. Sam Jackson, this movie, kind of pulls what Rock did in either Fast 6 or Fast 7, where he's in the start of the movie, something happens, he's gone for the rest of the movie, and slight spoiler, shows, again, shows up again at the end. You're like, oh, okay, it's another extended cameo. So if you're looking for a big Sam L. Jackson movie, uh, no, he got more screen time in in um, uh, the Star Wars movies than he does in this one. So, so that's that's the case there. As with typical with these kind of movies, it is a very much a popcorn movie. You kind of just enjoy the over the over crazy stunts. This time, Alexander uh, Cage is brought back into the fold, but he's not working it alone. Oh, no, no. Once again, Vin Diesel has to recruit a team. What team? Jeez, Vin Diesel working with a bunch of misfits. Where, where, where have I seen that before? Oh, I think I have. So, so that's him. The stunts in, in this are crazy. At one point... Vin Diesel's character is chasing a dude on a motorcycle and a motorbike. No, 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 that's not enough. They, 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 they ride this motorbike. They then, then both the bikes sprout skis in between the wheels, and they ride the motorbikes on the water. They are, and they're riding them in between waves. They are riding a motorcycle on the water. You're thinking. Holy Hannah. Like, is that a real thing? Can that actually exist? Only Vin Diesel would come up with something that crazy. Now, the Blu-ray disc does give you over an hour of special features, which is pretty good. Uh, you don't often get that. You get uh, Third Time's a Charm. They talk about Xander and Vin Diesel returning to the role. Rebels, Tyrants, and Ghosts, the cast of it. The opening Pandora's Box on location. A lot of this was shot on location. You can really tell. Uh, and then live for this stuff. The Live for this shit. Uh, the stunts and then a gag reel. So you do get a lot of behind the scenes on it. No audio commentary by the director or Vinny. I would have loved to have heard that in this. It would have made a lot of fun. And there is missed opportunity, uh, in my opinion. Uh, overall, uh, it is a, a typical Vin Diesel movie. It's it's very much in line with the Fast and Furious, uh, as in it's it's a caper movie with a lot of stunts, a lot of crazy action. That typical kind of Vin Diesel humor in it, uh, very much, <laughs> very much 
his type of movie. If you like Vin Diesel, you're going to like this. Is this this restart of another franchise for this man? I don't know. Very well could be. Uh, we'll see. A lot of it depends. They did try to restart the Pitch Black stuff. And I don't know if that really went as well as he wanted it to. This is another reboot. Will it be uh, another Triple X? I don't know. I mean, he's really busy with the Fast and Furious stuff. So I don't know if he has time really to devote himself to yet another franchise. But he could. Oh, it's it's a fun movie if you like these kind of action movies and you think and and you like that kind of humor, kind of leave your brain at the door, just enjoy the crazy stunts. Yeah, this is definitely a movie for you. So that is my take of Triple X: The Return of Xander Cage on Blu-ray and DVD combo pack, courtesy of the great folks at Paramount Home Entertainment. Oh, 
My book review for this episode is Lego DC Comics Superheroes, The Awesome Guide, courtesy of the great folks at DK Publishing. Now, this is another one of the Lego books, courtesy of DK. This time it highlights the heroes and villains of DC Comics. And, of course, with all, with all kind of Lego books from, from DK, you do get an exclusive figure. This time around, it is a Wonder Woman exclusive figure with her lasso. A very cool design with her. It, it, she's kind of like wearing a really fancy onesie. Uh, because it, it's kind of covering her from head to toe, but just wearing the gloves. But it, it's a nice, cool outfit. And if you're a minifig collector, it's definitely something to add to your collection. As with most kind of Lego, kind of superhero kind of books, this is a, a, a fun little book. It highlights all the different characters that exist in Lego in the DCU, heroes and villains. As always, it's full of a number of facts and figures. You also get the changing styles of many of the different minifig characters, including said Wonder Woman, as well as the Joker, as Batman, as uh, many of the characters that have had more than one version in the Lego world. So it's kind of neat to see how the minifigs have kind of evolved over time. Now, what this set doesn't seem to include is any of the iterations from the Lego Batman movie. Like, for instance, we don't see the Joker from that. And we also don't see Killer Croc, his version from Lego, the Lego Batman movie. So it's mostly up to date. Wouldn't surprise me if somewhere down the road they do that. So that's kind of cool. Uh, as always, it's full of facts and figures and statistics. So that it's it's like lots of all the bricks and things and of course with everything that they 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 display there's always model numbers attached to the information so for all you people who say wow i really like the design of that batmobile or i really like the look of that specific hero in that set they often put in the numbers with that as also a guide the back so you can say oh okay i really like that one it's set blah 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 and that's where I can find it, and that's where I can pick it up. So, the sheer numbers of all this, you also get the changing styles of Harley Quinn, all the different versions of Harley Quinn that have been available. So, so it's really um, an interesting look uh, into it. They even cover uh, a Superman set that was available at, at one of the San Diego Comic-Cons. So that's kind of cool. Overall, if you're a fan of, of the Lego superhero stuff and the DC one, this is definitely worth checking out. I would love to see a Marvel equivalent of this, and maybe the minifig is like a Spider-Gwen, or uh, maybe a, a version of Spider-Man, or Captain America, or Thor. Something really cool, uh, if, if they ever did a version of that. If you want to keep it female, then maybe like a storm with like a lightning bolts for her hands or something. That I'd I'd go for that if you want to keep it within the the um female frame. Overall it, it's a nice little book, to, like I said, just full of um facts and and statistics. So if you want to look at that, also the main looks of Superman, of course, and Superboy. Uh, and Robin, uh, so yeah, it, it's definitely worth checking out, and it's just a nice little book. It's 96 pages, so not that deep, but uh, it's definitely worth checking out, even, a, you know, at the very least for getting that exclusive minifigure that you can't buy in any other set. So that is my take of the Legos DC Comics Superheroes, the awesome guide, courtesy of the great folks at DK Publishing.
things up for this edition of the show. Hope you all enjoyed it. As always, you can touch me with a number of ways. You can always check me out on Twitter. I'm at RamblingRuss. R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G-R-U-S-S. Tweet me, I'll tweet you back, of course, as always. Any kind of cover artwork for anything that I review that I get a copy of, I'll put it right there in face on, uh, on Twitter. And look for any kind of show notes or any updates or the occasional random tweet I'll, I'll throw up there because I like to. And any retweets or favorites or likes is always appreciated. Of course, you can always check me out on Facebook, too. Just type in Rambled Russell in the Facebook search engine, and you'll find me there. Please drop me a like and throw me a comment there as well. I'd love to hear from all my listeners. Of course, you can check out all, ep- all new episodes right here on the Talk Shoe Network. I'm show 18411. That's my caller ID. You can check me out right here. And as is current time, as far as I know, at the, at the time of this broadcast, you can still check out all my older episodes at my original homepage, Libsyn, that's HTTP, full colon backslash backslash, ramblingrus, R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G-R-U-S-S dot L-I-B-S-Y, and as in November, dot com, as my original home internet, where I have over eight plus years of podcasting goodness, going from 2006 right up until August 2013, and then I jumped over here to talk shoot. So that is all where you can find me there. If for some reason, as I said, the Limson page goes away, I have backed up all my older shows, and I'm still collecting some of my spelling errors in my page notes, and and the, those shows will find a new home. They're not going to disappear, so if for some reason they go from there, I'll, I'll find another home somewhere. Coming up on future episodes of the show, I've got lots to talk about review-wise. Uh, I am, uh, I am making my way through still, uh, still doing my DC TV catch up with season two of The Flash and season four of Arrow. So look for those in the upcoming future. Hopefully I'll get through those quickly because of course, uh, the new seasons of all those shows will be coming out probably in August or September. No official release dates yet. So I'm trying my best to get caught up on those. So, well, book-wise, got some great, more great new books from DK, including the Marvel Spider-Man Inside the World of Your Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, the updated and expanded edition, as well as the WWE book of Top Tens, and the Wonder Woman, the Ultimate Guide to the Amazon Warrior from DK, because, of course, Wonder Woman is coming out of the theater near me very soon. I hope to catch it in the theater when it comes into town. I'm going to try to. I was hoping to catch Guardians of the Galaxy Volume D. But that's probably going to have to wait till that hits video in another three or four months. So, wait for it then. Uh, and uh, also on the tap, uh, I'm making my, I'll be checking out the, the Resident Evil, the final chapter on Blu-ray, courtesy of Sony. As well, I'm uh, making my way through Welcome to the Loud House, Volume 1, courtesy of Paramount. And I might make my way through as well sometime soon, Amy Schumer, Season 4. Now, that's all video-wise and whatever-wise. Coming up this 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 week on the show. Now I know, um, uh, and my continuing effort to bring more interviews on the show because I know I've been lacking that lately. Coming up as part of my 11th year celebration this week on an extra. I don't know what day it's going to happen. Maybe Thursday, maybe Friday. Depends how quickly I can edit things. We'll have maybe one of possibly two parts of an exclusive interview on this very show. The one and only, the man who, who's, who's done a lot in the world of sports entertainment, and I don't just mean wrestling, the one and the only, Canada's own, Arda Ocal will be making an appearance on the show. I'll be interviewing him later this week, and hopefully we'll have that interview, maybe one of two parts, depending on how much we get done, 
uh, on either Thursday or Friday. All I can tell you is keep watching the, the Twitter feed as soon as that episode is posted. I will do my best to post that on Twitter, and you can please check that out. I, I look forward to talking to him about a number of things. Uh, a number of things, including, you know, getting his start in, in sports, working up here in Canada on the score, which now turned into Sportsnet 360, and the many very interesting job that he had in the States not that long ago. Uh, he currently, of course, works for uh, Madison Square Gardens in New York, New York. So we'll talk to him about a lot of things, how, how, he, how he adapted from living in Canada, living in the USA, all kinds of things. I want to talk about Mr. O'Cow uh, on the interview. And that, of course, is courtesy of my lovely wife, Leanne, who has been a longtime friend of his, and and she kind of helped that set up. So I'll give credit where credit's due, because if I don't, you'll get mad at me. So that that is coming up on a very special edition of Extra, so keep watching the Twitter feed. Hope to have that up very, very soon. Thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you next time right here on Ramble with Russell. Bye, everybody. See you soon. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.